here's a sneaky thing that I don't think a lot of people realize or are intentional about when it comes to adding testimonials, especially if not screenshots on your sales page or in your emails to sell more. So when it comes to selling more from your sales page or selling more in general for your offer, the thing that people think about the most or the thing they think is the easiest way is to just provide more social proof, whether it be through testimonials, case studies, and so forth to help your people. It's like, oh, I can trust this person. They've had like a good track record of results. And to some degree, that's true. But the issue is a lot of people, the way that they approach testimonials and the way that they approach slapping them on pages or emails is really not helping your people and also not helping you. So this is going to be a little bit of a strategy-based podcast episode, which feels weird because I feel like a lot of mine recently have been more, they're strategy, but they're not as structural as this will be. But just to give you a heads up, so in case you know this is right for you, you're someone who you have your offer at least written out on a sales page. You've probably created testimonials or have a couple of testimonials for that. You've used them before. You have people in your audience who've seen them. You you know what a testimonial is. You try them for yourselves. They're not that hard of a concept, right? <laughs> but you're someone who wants to make sure that what you're going for and everything that you do when it comes to your business, but especially your marketing your and conversion marketing is really intentional. Then this is going to be the podcast. It's just a simple way for you to begin to get more bang for your buck out of one of the most profound things that can help you to get more client or clients conversions whatever customers name is for you so when it comes to testimonials I'm not going to tell you how to get a testimonial you know how but you probably don't really know how to utilize that testimonial to help you get more sales from it it's not just like continuously posting it everywhere (laughs) so I'm going to give you the beginner-ish up-level optimization strategy, and then the advanced level optimization strategy. So the beginner level, in case you haven't heard of this, it's a very, very simple marketing concept called the hero's journey. Um, It's something I know that story brand uh, business by Donald Miller, I think that's his name, talks about it. But it's basically literally any fictional novel that you've probably read. There is a main character, he, he or she goes uh, is at the beginning, they go on a quest to figure out to solve a problem or something like that, or to cre- create a desire. They then go into obstacles, they meet a guide who helps them get over the obstacles, that's the middle, and then they have the resolution, whatever happens, they get a lesson, whatever, that's the end. So they really answer is beginning, middle, end. Beginning, where they were, the person they were, middle, what happened in the middle, what changed for things, and at the end, so forth. So a lot of people, when they, especially if you have gotten a lot of your testimonials from written, I would highly encourage you to take some time to just try this out with at least one of your written testimonials, if not, um, literally ask these questions to your people. So a lot of times when we do testimonials, we kind of answer the, we give them the questions of like, you know, what was your experience? Uh, Would you recommend this to a friend? What results did you have? And a lot of that, if you think about it, a lot of people have a really hard time with recall of being in the moment, especially the emotion of that beginning, middle, end. 
they're at the end essentially with you, hopefully, <laughs> if you're getting the testimonial. But a lot of them have a really hard time remembering what the before and middle was because they glossed over it or, you know, they're on the next side. It's kind of like when uh, we go through hard times or especially when we are on the other side of anything, our brains naturally kind of make that time that we are in the sticky middle feel a lot less sticky <laughs> or feel a lot less pain- painful than it was. So what happens is when you ask testimonials of people, you often are going to get answers that are them on the other side. And the issue is the people who are currently in your audience who have not bought from you yet, they're in the before, maybe in the middle, like closer to the middle, but a lot of them are in that before side of your of your person. And because you're not taking advantage of getting your client back into the mental frame of where they were at the beginning, how they felt in the beginning and, t- and helping pull that out of them, you're losing out so much more of that resonance of that, that ability to convert more of your people because the people who are looking at your sales page or who are looking at your offer, they're at the before. So they can really relate the most to the before, but obviously they desire the after, but it's like they, they can't, see themselves in the after yet because they haven't been there yet. However, all of our testimonials that we create usually are based on the after. And it's not a bad thing, but you're missing out on these, this huge gap of what your people actually can relate to most right now. And that's what I would love for you as a beginner optimization strategy for this would be taking time to go through your like most used testimonial that you use rather often for this offer or maybe like your top two and if you can if you know this person really well if you know this client really well sketch out their before and if you have uh, like dms from them if you have calls from them going back to that and seeing what their answers were and i i use a framework a lot when it comes to copy work that i do and like message elevation work that i do with clients called the um, the head, heart, and hands, the 3H method, that it's really important for you to understand and flesh out in the beginning where they were and the middle of where they were on the head, which is a lot of the thoughts they were having at that time related to your problems and desires that your so- offer sells, sells, <laughs> dissolves. The heart, which is the feeling of what your offer helps out with or that they were feeling... <laughs> around your problem that you were helping out with. And the hands is the physical situations that they're in, like movie scene level specific situations. Like they open up their bank account to see $0 again and feel a sigh of disappointment. Something like that. That is a level you need to get to, especially in the before and a little bit in the middle too. Because the before, like I mentioned to to you already, it is paramount in helping your people who are in that be able to relate deeper to the testimonial. It's why people love memoirs, because they're able to see, they already know the person's after, like Michelle Obama, but we don't really know her story or the way that she talks about it and the, the depth that we're able to get there that we can relate to her more on because she's going in that deeper on her before and her middle. So you need to do that for your own client testimonial and ask them those questions. Or if you don't have them in front of you, this is where like digging back into the calls and digging back into the messages. And if you don't think it's worth your time to do this or like, I'll put this off, 
let me ask you this. If you were able to get another sale or two plus because you've now elevated a testimonial that was just like, look at this girl, she did really cool stuff to here's a pseudo case study of someone who you can relate to that because you went in so deep and so connective to their before and middle, they're like, whoa, you actually, this is 100% me, you get me, I want to get in, or I'm going to ask you more questions about it now. It re-engages the people who were like, not their heart wasn't in it. Wouldn't that be worth your time? When you don't have to create any new content for it, you're not having to do any new launches, wouldn't that be worth your time? And you'll see me ask this often when it comes to strategies that aren't the traditional like linear A to B thing, because we prioritize, we were conditioned in society to believe that certain strategies are better use of our time than others. For example, like creating an Instagram strategy or creating a, I don't know, uh, an an email strategy. When yes, that is helpful, but that's such a big picture thing that this is like the the minute <laughs> it is the subtle it is the small but significant changes that could change the way people connect with your offer that you don't have to do anything else you don't have to create any new things for and you can test out right now and i'm using this as a way to not even subconsciously consciously try and build how important this could be for you because i know how much this can help you. And I'll give you an example before I go into the advanced version. When it comes to testimonials, we had a, a, a client of mine who had actually like a lot of screenshots, a lot of people who were in her program. She had like 300 plus people in there. But her current people who were sending her like testimonials or like, this was so amazing. I, I, I you know, I had this this result and this result and this result. The issue was that because those are just result-based, it wasn't really painting a picture of who the person was and there was no real like starting point of like why why did this person join in the first place what was the initial goal and desire but was also like the unspoken feelings and thoughts they were having before they bought and when we started to actually create and really expand out her testimonials especially like three we did three specifically one for each ideal client subversion who would be uh, good for this program, her conversions, like I think when we first, the first case study of it, where we just like sent sent it out in an email with like one or two other things about it, it like skyrocketed her replies about it, but also I'm pretty sure it got her a couple more sales. I can't remember at this point. Um, But it was such a like shift to see that A simple thing like creating a, fleshing out a testimonial to be kind of a pseudo case study is some, or even like if you, it's easier for you to think about like a a hero's journey of your person so that your ideal client can literally place themselves, I think copy paste themselves in that hero's journey through the eyes of your client. It is worth your time. And this is also how you start to begin to create lifetime buyers because now you're actually having testimonials that reflect the person, the human, not just the results. 
not just the after, not just the like one milestone moment in their life. And when you flush out things like that, it allows them to then see that the people who you have in your um, program are human (laughs) and that you get them as humans. But also like one of the core principles around marketing or copy is like the more specific anything is, the more believable it is. So having something be so specific, like fleshing out a testimonial to be almost like a hero's journey is 100% going to be able to help your people connect in more, especially those who don't know what to, to say to you. So we have a lot of lurkers in our audience. This is one of the easiest ways to start to flesh them out more. That's not as like proactive or I guess not as active as like obviously reaching out to them would be. So that was the beginner side. Um... Obviously, you can do this in terms of like doing calls with them as well. I'm not going to go into specific questions around that. I'll be doing that in a deeper program later. But you can at least at the beginning comb through the materials where that current client was. If you need to, I'll go back to them <laughs> and ask them, here's one question. Like the easiest way to help someone get back into and jog their mind back into where they were at the beginning is like, can you tell me about a time when blah? And that allows them to kind of take themselves back into it. Okay, so so the more advanced optimization that I would recommend for this is now that you've fleshed out the hero's journey or the, you know, beginning, middle, end of like your, I would call like your star testimonials. You don't do this for all of your screenshots or all your testimonials, obviously, but especially the ones that you use the most, I highly recommend it to do. Then from there, this is where you could do it for the same star pupil testimonials, or you can also do this for more of the screenshots too. You can now, as we fleshed out more of the emotional aspects of the star pupil testimonials to help with the emotional buyer, we now are going to flip it and go to more of the logical and factual buyer type that you have, or the person who's just more discerning and wants to make sure that like they're going to get a result. Something that I've been incorporating for a lot of my clients who have a lot of screenshots or a lot of testimonials, but don't really utilize them that well, is attach... (laughs) I have no other way of calling it, but like attaching baseball stats to the screenshots or to the testimonials. So what I mean by that, if you're someone who has a lot of testimonials, especially that are more focused on the emotion at first, so maybe you're someone who has a lot of testimonials that sound like, I saved a lot more time, um, I felt more confident because of her or because of the program, I learned to love myself, I felt more confident, whatever is like more of the emotional based testimonials that like... If you were to read that, there's no real numbers in it or like measurable thing. This is a thing for you to do. So what you would want to do is go back into those testimonials, uh, the ones that are more emotional, especially. And if you can go back to those people, that's going to be, again, this is more advanced. So it might give you like one or two more steps (laughs) than combing through stuff, but go back to those people. And try and find, so first I would give you a second to flesh out the metrics that would be the most resonant with your people when it comes to the program you have. The issue with me saying that is you're going to ask me, well, what metric should I use? The issue with that is I know from experience, as I have a lot of clients who are in a variety, and I mean variety, of industries I have um, students who had like a a dog agility course to 
those who have a bookkeeping course, to those who are business coaches, to those who are mastermind coaches, like I, you run the gamut. I'm here. I got you. So the issue with that is I know from first experience, trying to tell someone like the metric you should go for to help find out is like how many hours they saved or how much more money they made is not going to be beneficial for me to say. But the way you can figure out what the metrics should be is by looking at what the main objections that you get from your people, whether it be time, money, whatever, go in deep. I actually go through this in the Money Making Bullet Points program if you haven't gotten in already. Gosh, this is such a good program for you. If you're at this point in the podcast, I know it's going to be right for you. Um, uh, I have nothing else to say except it's just like, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. It will change It'll change the game for you. Anyway, when you're able to take time to flesh out those main objections, that's when you'll actually be able to see the indications, the the breadcrumbs of what the metrics you would need to be, to have them be. So for example, I'll take the the dog agility one because I know everyone's going to be like, if you're doing a time-saving course, I think it's easy for you to find metrics to help that. So like a dog agility course, obviously, if you were to hear that, it's like, how do you find metrics around that? So the metrics for, for that type of course would not be something like saving money, but maybe it'd be something more so on like how much time was shaved off their dog's performance in a certain exercise. Or were they able to place in a medal that was higher, like a bronze medal, versus a uh, or silver medal versus a bronze because of this exercise they learned in the program. You can find metrics and find ways to measure your things without it having to be like a literal number. Uh, and also another a metric for that too that I'll give uh, could be something where maybe the dog's response time is like cut in half. It's super on point. You can find metrics that... Otherwise would be like, how did you, um, how did you think about that? Or like, whoa, how did you know that I was wondering about that? You can find those metrics because they're going to be the answers hidden in the objections. And I will keep saying this, but if you need support on that specifically, the money making bullet, um, bullet points program, we actually flesh that out for you. So you can then put that into obviously your offer details, but then you can also pull that through and take through some of the the program um, for the metric building as well. But I'm saying this to remind you in case you need to hear it, to not make things difficult for yourself, but also to not leave out certain people in your audience. Because too often, when I'm talking about testimonials or talking about conversion strategies in a whole, we often think about it as like, well, I know my audience is, or I know my ideal clients more emotional. So I'm going to double down on like emotional based strategies. And I am like, hell yeah, let's do it. Or there's people who are like, I have a bookkeeping course. They're going to be 100% uh, more factual, like time saving and stuff like that. And I would say possibly. But the issue is that naturally we had, there's four different buyer types. Um, and also there's a spectrum of buyers too. It's the same way how people can't just diagnose people when it comes to, um, you know, mental disorders or whatnot, just through TikTok alone, <laughs> because there's always going to be spectrum. There's always going to be factors and variables, 
But if you don't actually acknowledge those factors and variables, you're leaving out a huge part of your audience. So I'm a fan of saying like, yes, you probably have a primary buyer who's more emotional if you know your people, but you have these three other buyer types around like more of the factual, logical, the nurturer and so forth that still need your attention that can be uh, as good if not better than your ideal clients when it comes to buying. Because let's say you have a lot of emotional people and maybe the emotional ones are a little bit slower to buy, but you haven't been able to talk or connect with the people who are more factual, who you know benefit from like more of the metric-based stuff. If you were to take some time to build that out and to flesh that out better and promote it in the way that they need to hear it, you'd have a lot more quick buyers than you might be having right now. And at the same time, your emotional people might have needed that extra kick to see the, emo- the metrics and be like, okay, I feel even better about this. So these things are here to not say like you have to do them or don't have to do them. I, I will always say do what feels good to you. But also see where you've been having gaps in your marketing and what also you naturally lean towards when it comes to marketing and selling your offer. Do you naturally lean towards more story-based stuff that goes down to the depths of the emotions? Do you do stuff that's more on the like numbers only or more like linear structural? Whichever side or things that you've, you're on, you have now a beautiful opportunity to bring in the other side or to bring in the other layers of of the buyer type, but also of you, of your values, what you want to be infused into your offer as well. And the easiest way is by starting here. <laughs> because with messaging work, with conversion rate optimization work, with literally trying to help sell more of your offer work, it is such an endeavor that is custom to you and your people that for me to try and say it, it's going to be x y and z for you when i haven't spoken to you on on a call or whatnot would be a really improper it would not be integrity for me so i'm saying all of this with a caveat of do i know that this is for sure what you need you're not in front of me if you want to book an audit with me or want to book a call with me it's for for us to know let's do it but i can say for the vast majority from clients i've had who have had who've generated six figures alone with their offer to those who have had only a couple sales these two testimonial strategies these optimization strategies 90 i would say for the beginner one probably about 85 to 90 percent of them weren't doing it and for the the advanced one 100 percent weren't doing it so i'm saying this not because i am tooting my own horn yes these strategies i built the hero's journey obviously was reflected from that the stats i created from my own brain and seeing what clients need but I'm saying this to hopefully help you to realize that a lot of this work that we're doing is going to be like putting on a hat so whatever new strategy that you put on or try on it's like a hat you can take it off at any time you can put on a new hat and I, I say this as I work with clients more especially those who don't have like a built-out funnel or for those who are trying to build as they go you can't put on too many hats at once. It'll one, look ridiculous, and two, you'll get overwhelmed. So I, I'm saying this as we go forward in the podcast and as I bring in possibly more strategies or more things to test out, put on the hat first. See how it feels. Is it snug? Does it hurt your head? Do you actually enjoy the strategy? If not, take the hat off and wait for the next hat or strategy to come in and try from there. But I think no matter what, 
if you were to try out this strategy, you'd be able to have all, already a clear communication around your people because you'd now have even more content to create knowing like the beginner parts of them more fleshed out. But also, you'd have new stats to promote with. You'd have new ways to be able to promote it that's not just like, here's another screenshot that would actually be more intentional for helping your people buy versus just sharing it to share it. And you'd be providing a better experience for your people. Because to me, to be honest, the reason why I do this work selfishly (laughs) is I'm tired of seeing really boring marketing. And I'm tired of seeing boring marketing in the way that's like, you're not lit up by your marketing. Your people aren't really resonating with it anymore. You can see there's a gap, but everyone else is creating the same strategy and same messaging over and over that nothing is really changing. And I want to offer you a space to carve out your own corner in the world, carve out your own customer journey for your people that's not based off of templates alone, that still is based off of proven stuff 100%, but can be more soft and can be more gentle and more specific to you that you wouldn't get in a $27 templated program. So I'm hoping from this And you'll see me go on high horses or you'll see me go on tangents a lot (laughs) when it comes to this kind of work, because my biggest worry with anybody who's listening to this is that you take things without discerning them for yourself. You take things without actually digesting it in your body and mind and seeing, does this actually feel good? What are the body cues coming up for me? Am I excited about this, expanding into it, or am I contracting or feel nothing about it? That would be my only worry when it comes to strategies that I talk about. I might make this become an audio for any any strategy that I share going forward because I think it's huge that whatever strategy that I'm sharing, whatever strategy anyone is sharing, any tactic, any tip, it is your responsibility to run it through your own decision-making system before you run with it, which means my best recommendation is always your body cues and seeing how your body reacts, not your mind. Your mind will always be like, ooh, shiny new thing, let's try it. But your body will be able to know what feels good. I mean, if you aren't sure about that, literally close your eyes right now and think about your most favorite food, like the thing that you could eat forever and see what your body does. Do you have a smell on your face? Does your like energy open up a little bit do you feel excited you're like oh my gosh it sounds so good and like you just feel happier versus the idea of thinking about I'm sorry for this the suggestion is the only one that comes to my mind thinking about vomit (laughs) that makes you want to well hopefully it doesn't make you want to vomit but like it makes you contracted like you cringe you're like oh that sounds terrible that is the cues that your body is giving you for any piece of information that you are consuming. But it is your job to be able to discern it. And if you don't know, like that's kind of the the complimentary work that I do with clients is helping to have them build that skill for themselves because it's something that you can transfer to literally every part of your life. And that I think is so important in the marketing aspect, but also in the messaging work that I do with clients, in the lifing that you do outside of work. It's something that you, you, it is a non-negotiable in my mind. And it's something that I will always be an advocate for, that you are 
your best response and that it is your ability to take it and see how it feels and go from there. So even though these are fun, new, shiny strategies to try, I want you to go through that lens first. And if you need to go back to those timestamps and see yourself playing out the strategy in your mind and see what your body does. And from there, you'll get the answer if you should start it or stop it. Or it could also be like a right now is a no, but you check in back. Like you're like, hmm, I've been thinking about this for like a week or so. Maybe let me try it out again and see how it feels. And maybe your body's like, yeah, I'm down to do it. It was just not a right now thing. You need to begin to cultivate, if you're not already, cultivating that sense of self-trust so that you don't get sucked into more strategies that are actually not aligned for you and for your people and also for your vision of what you want this business and life to be. So that is what I advocate for above all strategies, above all fun things, around above all shiny things to do. Like that is a place for you to look first. So now that you've done that, let me know in the Instagram DMs below, Danielle Clem with three M's, which strategy you're going to go for and also how it goes for you. Because I, I want to make sure that you all obviously have, if you have any questions, to come back at me. Because I know this is more of a, a visual type of thing sometimes than an audio podcast gives. But I'd love to hear how it goes for you and which one you choose. Um, because I know no matter which one you do, if you do both also, kudos, um, you will begin to see a shift both for your own sake, because you'll feel more confident around your program and the, the results it provides, but also your people will see a shift because they'll see even more of the value your offer has, which then can lead to more sales from there. So let me know how this resonated, but... Top quiz. In the last three months, have you said or thought something like, my audience is tapped out, I need new people, I need to be a numbers game with this to figure out how to get more people and increase my sales? Have you thought, how do I make more sales from my one-to-many or group offer through my sales page and emails alone without having to be run down by webinar launches, DMs, calls, all the works? And have you thought more of your audience and a lot of your list right now as more of lurkers and ghost leads than actual warm, vibrant, interested people? Then this is the freebie for you. Before you pour another dime into ads or hours into your next launch or sales push, you need to address these two reasons to make more sales from your existing audience now. I've put together my best tried and true Lurkers Beyond interactive exercise for even the coldest of audience to get unfucked and them off their butts. Get access to one of the simplest exercises you can do in less than five minutes, along with a bonus somatic sales copy exercise to help you cure the thought of writing copy and funnel work is so boring, exhausting, and time consuming. I've made this interactive guide the simplest it can be and to really help ensure your next sale is as simple as what you'll find out the opt-in form is set up on this page. Get in, and have your life changed.